Listen to The Morning Cry weekdays in December on your favorite podcast app. Just search for The Morning Cry on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen. Father in heaven, we thank you for the grace that we have again to listen to your word. We pray that your Holy Spirit will teach us today and shine the light upon the tables of our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you turn with me to the book of Revelation, and I read from chapter 22, verse 20, here the Bible says, He which testified these things yet, surely I come. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. If I told you for sure that the rapture would sound in an hour, what would you do now? What if I told you tomorrow? What would you do today? How about I told you next year? How would you spend your time between now and then? Well, I have asked these questions rhetorically. They border on the topic of imminence. And I hope you're able to find some time to answer these questions yourselves. What do I mean by imminence? I have defined it as a state of constant expectation of something. But if we go to the root of the word imminence, it comes from the Latin word imminentia, meaning to hang over, to over over, to loom over. And I want to say two things for sure are looming and hanging over every soul upon earth. The first is the coming of the Lord Jesus. And the second is the departure of every soul, one by one, to the Creator. Now this too relates to one thing, the nearness of eternity. Everyone, everywhere, no matter what you claim you believe, these two are impending and looming over every soul on earth, and it could happen anytime. The last statement of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Holy Scripture, in that Revelation chapter 22, verse 20 we read, says, surely I come quickly. That's the last statement. And if you are to take the importance of the last words, this should be paramount to us. And I believe this is intentional, partly because when we have this consciousness, Our minds are focused around the same goal and hope of eternity. We are able to better bear unpleasant circumstances the world presents us with patience. We are able to trim our excesses and shun conformity to the world because we know that eternity is near. When we have this consciousness, the fruit of the Spirit thrives in our lives and we live every day to please God. You know, preachers will find the message of Christian virtues moderation, gravity, consecration, patience, forgiveness, and the likes easy to preach when the congregation is actively conscious that the Lord is at hand. Living a true Christian life will not be a drag. And the liturgy and lassitude witnessed in many congregations today will hardly be found. When this consciousness is not there, the Christian life will become a drag, a struggle, At best, it will be a lifeless set of goalless activities encroaching into our daily lives. And I want to say this should bring peace into 
our hearts. It should bring comfort into our hearts because the return of Christ is our goal, hope, and a constant expectation as believers in Christ. Now, if the thought of Christ's coming or the thought of death brings fear into your heart, I believe there are some steps you need to take. And I perceive you know the steps you need to take. Simply set your house in order because it can happen anytime. Now, the Bible is replete with the facts of the imminent return of Christ. Apostle Paul to the Romans said in Romans chapter 13, verse 12, the night is fast spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the work of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. To the Corinthians, Paul the Apostle said, the time is short. To the Philippians, Paul the Apostle said, the Lord is at hand. James, the brother of our Lord Jesus Christ, said, The coming of the Lord draweth near. He later said, Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Apostle Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, said, But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayers. Believers in Christ are to live in the consciousness of Christ's imminent return. The early believers did, and they lived with that understanding of the nearness of eternity. This kept them going in the face of challenges, difficulties, and trials. And I want to say that it was in this milieu that all their decisions were made. It was the constant in the equation of all of their conducts and conversations. When they have choices to make, it was a discount they apply in making the best choices. So they live differently from others around them because they add this in their mind constantly that Christ could come at any time or they could live to meet their Lord. Our own situation today is different. Apparently, almost everyone now acts and lives as though Christ is not coming anytime soon. We live for miracles. We look for signs and wonders. Prosperity. We desire to get adjusted to the world, build this, achieve that, attain that, get this out, all without recalling and remembering the Lord our God and his imminent coming. I believe that ministers of God should remind their congregations in messages and through the Lord's Supper, Jesus instituted the Holy Communion for this purpose. On one hand, for believers to remember the Lord's death, but also to anticipate His coming. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22, the Bible says, For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till He comes. What should be our attitude towards the return of our Lord Jesus Christ? It should be the attitude of sobriety, alertness, and watchfulness. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6 to 8 says, Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that are drunken, are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an ailment, the hope of salvation. We need to take the posture of moderation. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 5, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Take no thought for the morrow. Don't amass the world and the wealth thereof. Don't gather rubbles in the name of gathering riches. And don't be overcharged with suffering and drunkenness. Cares of this life, such that the day will come unto you unawares. Luke 21, 34. Exercise restraint and be temperate in all things. We are called to fellowship and 
exhort one another daily. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says, Not forsaking the fellowship of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another daily. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. When you come together in fellowship, remind one another about why you're in fellowship and preparing yourself for the coming of the Lord. Unfortunately today, there are fellowships that don't mention heaven, don't mention hell, don't talk about eternity, don't practice the Lord's Supper, don't do anything that will keep members in constant remembrance of the coming of the Lord. The Bible actually commands us to look for it, look for the coming of the Lord. I know this is the hard one for many. Oh, Jesus Christ should not come now. I need to get married. I need to buy a house. I need to give birth to children. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. But the Bible says, look for it. Apostle Paul, talking to Titus, said in Titus chapter 2, verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. Look for it. In his letter to the Philippians, he wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the walking whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Look for it, yearn for immortality. Don't desire to be conformed to this world. Apostle Peter, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, he said, looking for, but he did not stop there. He said, and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, whereby the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Look for it, haste unto it. You know that text we read from the beginning says, Surely I come, amen. And when John was going to write, he said, Even so. Come, Lord Jesus. We are to look for it. We have to pray for it. Thy kingdom come. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Is that true about you? Are you waiting for it? Are you watching for it? Are you walking for it? That is telling people about it. Are you walking for it? Laying up your treasure in anticipation for it. Perhaps you're listening to me today and you're saying in your heart, we have been talking about these for decades and centuries. Why do you want me to do anything? I have this passage for you. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 to 13. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. So men count slackness. For his long suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In verse 10, it says, For the day of the Lord will come. But when it comes, it will come as a thief in the night, when you are not expecting it. The Bible says, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fabulous heat, and earth also, and the works that are daring shall be burnt up. Seeing then, I'm telling you, seeing then, knowing this, that this shall be dissolved, this earth shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? In verse 12, it says, looking for again. What manner? Look for it. Haste unto it. And in verse 13, it says, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, what he has told us, surely I come quickly. According to his promise, 
Behold, a new heaven and a new earth where we dwell at righteousness. So I want to tell you, don't think as such. At the time that you least think it, it will appear. But what is even your life? But a vapor. But today is, tomorrow is not. As a wrap-up, I want to say and ask you this question. Are you conscious of the imminent return of Christ? Or are you counting slackness? Do you know your soul, even your own soul, could depart from you anytime as well? For man is fleeting. Our lives are as sparks that fly upward. Does the thought of Christ coming bring you peace and comfort? Are you constantly anticipating it? So how are you living your life to that effect? Are you watching? Are you waiting? Are you walking? Are you walking? Is your house in order?